Who's got the biggest, the cleanest, the coldest whips of all? Buzz! Can you dig it? Who's never late and never missed a single call? Buzz! Right on time. Who is the man when you need a chauffeur in Duval? Buzz! Damn right. Now listen, when you need a ride to the airport, the bar, a wedding, or anywhere in between, call the man we all know as Mr. Pay-Per-View. Buzz! 904-887-0763. Love you guys. those jaguars <laughs> yeah uh, we would call this we under normal circumstances we may call this titans hate week but is it, honestly who cares is it more like titans love week this week yeah i love the titans derrick henry huge fan um, I've, I've actually been thinking about just becoming like a huge openly um openly rooting for like the titans um, like QPR and Chelsea, like all the all the foils of Shad Khan's teams. Uh, whoever makes bumpers that compete with him, um, you know, whatever whatever brand of yacht he has, like I pick the opposite yacht brand. Uh, a big WWE fan, yeah, yeah, big WWE guy, yeah. I think I might just Solly so so Solly so pro small business, and then you got Shad Khan, who's just like a massive piece of capitalistic shit. So it's like pretty funny. Yeah. I'm gonna be um I'm gonna be a huge Q- QPR fan. That's my new squad. <laughs> what league are they in now? The championship. Championship. Yeah. yeah, I like championship ball anyway. So you got Shad Khan and then you got like Todd Sean over here. That that'll be your that'll be your alias. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Changing my display name to Todd Sean. Todd, Todd Sean, I like it. <laughs> oh my goodness. Inside Todd the pod. All right, so podcast things this week none of us feel like talking about the jaguars Uh, it's so hard at this point to talk about the game specifically or anything like that um we're gonna try and fill the next couple of weeks with some new guests so stay tuned for that right um Mm -hmm. i um, am i actually do kind of want to touch on something though real quick um so while i was watching the end of the Jaguar game, the Jaguars just tied it up, scored the touchdown, got the two-point conversion, and we're thinking to ourselves, like, are you kidding me? Like, for real? Y'all are really about to do this stupid shit? I look over to the right. I got both TVs set up, and it's the Jets game. And the Raiders are driving the ball. And for the first time since, like, maybe week two, I genuinely cared about the Jaguars again. I cared – in in a way, like, when the Raiders hit the deep pass to score the touchdown, I was genuinely upset. Pissed off, yeah. Because of my, like, like and love or whatever for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And 
for so long this year we've had we've had a really long like fuck them who cares like piece of shit like don't like them it, it's not a big deal like so what we suck forever doesn't matter who the next coach is we're gonna suck doesn't matter who the next quarterback is we're gonna suck and then even to, like with all the stupid you know lot j like oh we might move free agent franchise all that stuff i'm like whatever don't care yeah don't care <laughs> right <laughs> i don't care but in that instance, when the Raiders hit that long, deep ball, I was genuinely upset. I was pissed off for the first time since, like, I think we lost to the Titans because they didn't call Jadavian Clowney off sides. That's been, like, two and a half months, dude. So you and felt something. I did. And I, I think that might be, like, a positive going forward, but I just thought it was funny in the sense that, like, for the first time – I genuinely was like, man, this blows. Like, I really – like, how cool would that have been? We would have been in – you know, we right now we would be talking about Trevor Lawrence for the first time. In the past I've said, well, who cares about Trevor Lawrence? We're not going to have the opportunity to draft him. Well, if something like that happens, then all of a sudden I got a whole bunch of shit in my brain starting to pop up. So it was really interesting and really, like, exciting, even though it was, like, a negative – like feeling it was like oh shit i do actually still care about the jaguars and i still do really like them yeah, but you had a you had feeling like that's what yeah. you're describing right you felt right, right, something right. for the first time in several months like you had some relatable feeling directed towards being a jaguars fan for the first time in a few months like i feel that i get that uh now correct me if i'm wrong you did not watch the other game where the Jets looked like they were going to win potentially against the Patriots early in the season, right? Because that was a that was a night game. Yep, that was yeah. a night game. You you normally hit the hay early, working yeah. man. Um, see, there's a lot on the timeline. I didn't flip over. I didn't check anything with the Jet, uh, Jets game. Mm-hmm. I was the opposite of you, like, and most of the people on the timeline. I had no care about it. I mean, I want them to lose or to win one. Don't get me wrong. I want them to win two or three, but. I invested so much that evening watching that fucking Patriots Jets game that I told myself, I'm not doing this. It's hard enough living and dying with whether or not your team wins or in our case loses every week. Right. That's hard enough. Like I'm watching and, and rooting for an outcome with one terrible middling, just dumpster fire of a franchise. I can't put my energy into two of those. So I saw all these people like, everyone was so angry and pissed and like how could Greg Williams do that and then the whole debate about did he do it on purpose or is that just Greg Williams is he just a schmuck all that I didn't get caught up in a single. I didn't allow myself to get caught up in a well, single part of it part of it too and this is my situation and I think it applies to a lot of people I think most people are watching two TVs these days and so yeah. I had the Jags on one TV and I had red zone on the other TV and the red zone was showing the Jets game and it was like they were winning the game. Like, there was no way they were would, going to lose. The moment they were winning that game, I would turn that shit off because I can't do it, bro. I just know I, just like just like I learned. Zone. Maybe Dilla learned now that he can't do that, too. I just learned. But that's but, but I'm, the same, I'm the same way with Sally. Like, I didn't commit any extra time. Like, it we just had was like a, It was just there. We had, like, a little eight people get together, and, of course, everyone else got fucked up except for me. I was feeling fine. Just, and, it, you know, and it was happening at the same time. Like, our overtime right. and their fucking – and their last so, minute – 
It was, it was like, right there. I got the three fuck? TVs in the living room, so it's, it was easy. It was no extra energy. Oh, no, I'm not saying extra energy. I'm just saying it's, it's energy, period, with, with it on. You're devoting you're, energy. You're, yeah. You are exerting some sort of your emotional energy. It, it all lasted like five seconds. It was just my like advice. That. My advice to everyone who's listening is, in that case, if we're in that situation again, take the TV that has the red zone on or the Jets game or whatever and shut it off. No, no. If we want, I think the next chance that the Jets maybe have a winning is the last game of the season against the Pats. No one, everyone commit to not paying attention to that game at all, and maybe they will win. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And if that happens, if we can get everyone to just not do it, then Cap is your new righteous leader of the the new holy church of 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars. Get ready. Buckle up. Oh, yeah. Lord, help us. (laughs) Um, Justin Fields. <laughs> so we got, we got. I know we got time to talk about all that. Uh, so I don't know. It's now that we've embarked in, in a little bit of chat about the game. Um, Mike Glennon sucks. He's I awful. Mean, he is absolutely terrible. Him and Luton had this a similar like trajectory. Like the first game was like, holy shit, okay, you played better than I expected. And then the second game was like, yeah, they're fucking who I thought they were. They're terrible. <laughs> so like, shout out to not playing Gardner. Like, so is, du- is Doug team hey, tank officially now? Or, or he's got to be, dude. He's got to be getting like an extra like baloney for life or something. No, I, I, I think he's that dumb. I think he <laughs> really thinks that freaking Dingleberry. Uh, Mike Glennon, the giraffe, the gentle giraffe. He thinks that he really does give them the best chance of winning, which then tells me, like, God, what do they really think about Gardner? What is Gardner doing in practice right now? Like, is he just, like, going out there, taking a snap and, like, taking his pants off and taking a shit? Like, what is he Yeah, doing? like, I think it's more important, like, what what is Gardner and Marone's relationship right now? Yeah. Because it, it does genuinely seem like Moren's like butthurt about the fact that Gardner lied to him. And like, but maybe Whoa. he should be. Like if Gardner's going out in the practice field and he's not looking like he was maybe in the beginning of the year, then yeah. maybe. Well, I mean, they, if, if you listen to the coach, he says that Gardner hasn't even gotten back to his like regular workload yet. So like so. is he – he could be medical. Dill is having technical difficulties right here. <laughs> he's talking. Um, he's talking, though. talking, but nothing was coming out, my guy. But that was the best point you've made in like weeks. Um, <laughs> we can't hear you, but we still can't hear you. Looks um, great, gesturing man. looks great. Sorry. <laughs> Did you hit mute? No, it just fucked up. Okay. Um, I so blame Solly. I don't give a fuck if it's mine or not. I'm blaming him. <laughs> it's Solly's dial up. Um, I think it hashtag. is. Hashtag, hashtag Solly's dial up. Um, I've been dropping hot in Warzone all day, no issues. Now we get on Zoom, the most hottest like Zoom internet camera face chat and we're frozen. So I don't know what to think. I don't know either. No, either man is a hot gamer. Um, so yeah, that, that whole dynamic with Marone and, and Minshew is, is, is wild. Um, I, you know, I've, I've heard rumblings or hypotheses, if you will, that maybe they're just trying to keep from playing him too much so he has some trade value 
right? Uh, he still has a little bit of that magic and people think he's worth something, but Marone has to know he's not going to be here. The GM isn't here now. Like, so, so who's worried about the trade value? That doesn't make much sense to me. Um, you know, I still think he makes a good backup in this league. Like if they draft Fields or Wilson or Lawrence or whoever, I still think like, especially on the contract that he's on right now, um, you know, that, that, he would definitely be in the running for whoever comes in to be the coach and the GM. You got to think he'd be in the running to be a backup next year. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I agree fully on that. I mean, if, if he doesn't have like ill will and like, you know, openly wants to get out of town. That's okay. the only thing I was going to say is I don't know if he has the backup mentality, but other than that, I think he makes a, like you said, a strong backup. He's under contract, my guy. Yeah, I know yeah. I did it, but he's, but honestly, like he's if he wants a weirdo to- where I could see him doing something stupid. Someone will give us a fourth or fifth round pick for him. Someone will be desperate enough. We got we got like a pick for so we got that kind of pick and someone to take fucking Nick Foles' salary. Like it's yeah, possible. but that's I mean Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick Foles. Put some respect on his name, Della. We got a six round pick for Blaine Gabbert. We did. Yeah. These are big facts. Uh, nobody was as good at getting rid of sunk costs at quarterback as, as Dave Caldwell. I mean, absolutely. He was his at, number one skill as a GM. No, nah, he was good at uh, getting rid of sunk costs in general. I mean, look at uh, – I mean, what, A.J. Boye just popped six games. Well, except for Bortles. He didn't get rid of that sunk cost in, in, in enough time. But um, – Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll blame that one on Caldwell. I mean, on Coughlin, the other C. CC. Look at the shirt. <laughs> um, all right so so more importantly with Minshew I got something that I, I just wanted to bring up and kind of get your guys thought on this it's a little bit more like a deeper cut bit of analysis if you will um have you seen some of his recent like videos or pictures right like online where they're interviewing him about not playing and have you seen some of the photos or the screen grabs of the videos or anything like that Hell I've no. seen yeah, I've so seen much. when they showed him on like the sideline Okay, so you've seen this on the sideline. Yeah. Is it me or does his hair look greasy as fuck that he hasn't like washed that shit? Like he's grown it out and it's long now. My man has no volume, bro. No volume. It is like it looks like when you haven't washed your hair in 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 two weeks and it's just greasy as hell and it's like stuck to his face going down. And I'm like, you were so handsome, bro. I've never seen some. I don't know. I don't understand what it is. I feel like a year ago. What? He's going through it. I guess so. Rough times. Am I? Am I? Am I just piling? Your legacy, and then all of a sudden you break your finger, and then you lie to your coach, and you lose. Seven. Now you're never going to play again in the league. So it's just, you know, for him, you go from here to zero real quick, and he's probably emo about it. Why wouldn't he be? So he just stopped washing his hair. Maybe. Hey man, I I haven't experienced this, so who am I to say how he should feel in this situation? I got you. I mean, everybody responds to things differently, and I understand that. And like, when you're in your feelings or you're going through a rough time, I mean, I'm not trying to pile on my man. Um, I I I still I still dig his uh, you know, his energy. Like, I like his energy. Um, I just was wondering because I, I I kind of I don't know. I don't know if it's like a pre-balding thing that he's got going on and maybe that's why like the longer hair doesn't seem like it works like maybe it once did but my man's just looking rough on the sidelines so his, his body language and his facial expression too it really is not helping either right now he looks no, like, i think it's looks like I a sad puppy 
It's important to remember, though, he, like, does uh, Snickers ads and not head and shoulders. So, you know, I think we should also understand that from an angle, too. Like, Snickers he is must make your hair greasy. Well, I mean, that's what they say because he's it's too. Word. Yeah, that's an interesting deduction there, so I haven't thought about that. Um, haven't really heard that either, but you heard it here first on the bold take. Um, I didn't mean for us to get bogged down on this, fellas. It was just an observation that I had. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. You know, he, he's like a handsome guy, and I just feel like when I'm looking over there, his his whole aesthetic right now kind of – it looks more like six-round guy who's fallen off a cliff than, uh, you know, than, than the once – magician that he he once was so um, i mean you just you just metaphorically explained his career so yeah nailed it so here like while we're talking about football and players and you know football players um i kind of lobbed a grenade out onto the timeline the other day but i kind of genuinely feel that it's true as of today god damn it (laughs) this is not going well (laughs) Every time he has a really good point. <laughs> Maybe stop taking your mic off the fucking boom, dude. Can't hear you. I can maybe hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. Hey, what's up? What's maybe. up? Did you guys hear any of that? No. Yeah. While you you said while we're talking about football players, I threw a great right. timeline and then it crapped out. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so uh, while we're talking about football players, I threw a grenade on the timeline, and I feel genuine about it. Like, at this moment in time, the best receiver from the Jaguars 2020 draft class is Colin Johnson and not LaVis Kishinault, just from a pure wide receiver standpoint. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys feel about that? I mean, I think that what we're seeing from Colin Johnson production-wise is through the roof, and I understand, like, Visca is more of a gadget player while lining up at the receiver position. So, like, he has a ton of value. And me saying that Colin Johnson is maybe the better prospect of the two right now isn't really a knock on Chenault at all. I just think it's Colin Johnson's been that impressive since his playing time's gone up. I was going to, that was going to be my point was I don't think what you're saying and that feeling, if people are feeling that, is even a diss on Chenault. Yeah, Colin Johnson sure. is making one-handed catches like he was doing in the preseason. Um, his catch radius is like crazy, and he's huge and fast and big. It's good analysis there, Sally. I like that. Uh, no, I, he looks well, like Calvin Johnson. I think the problem that you always faced when you were drafting Chenault is he isn't a prototypical receiver. Right, like that's that wasn't what he he excelled at. That wasn't what maybe his best attributes pointed towards. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I think we saw early in the season, Jay Gruden really tried to do this scheme things for him specifically to get the ball in his hands. And I look at it, basically Chanel to me is is like Debo Samuel, maybe Debo Samuel light, maybe mm-hmm. with a little bit more. Uh, straightaway ability, right? Maybe a little less uh, looking for contact than Debo. But the reason why Debo is such a a, a big part of what San Francisco does is because they've got like the freaking best play caller going in the game right now. And 
So to me, the, the ultimate success or failure for Chenault is going to be predicated on who they bring in to run this offense and what the offense looks like and how often you can get the ball in his hands, right? That's part one. Part two is, does he, uh, you know, does he grow to be even more of a traditional route running receiver? Um, whereas Colin Johnson, I mean, like they only make so many humans that are his size that have his athletic ability. Right. And so I don't think it's a surprise to anybody who's watched him play. Um, does he remind you of anybody specifically, Dilla, at that position? About Chenault? Colin Johnson. Thank you for joining the podcast. <laughs> uh, who, does Colin Johnson remind me of anyone? Yeah. No, I'm not very good at these. I usually, like, if someone asks me, I just Google and click the first link and whatever it says. Good, I good, think good. of someone similar to them, so it's my own. Yeah. Who do you think? I don't know. I, you know – it's it's late oftentimes it's lazy when you got like a really tall guy right michael evans yeah like mike evans as a thing i don't know if he has like the lateral agility that that mike evans has um i i don't know it's a it's an interesting question but all of these guys like i saw somebody the other day say um one of the everybody right now is trying to grade the gm and the coaching opportunities that are open right now right i saw some articles on that uh i think bleacher report had one today where they polled a bunch of personnel people around the league to find out what the best of the four gm jobs that are open which one is the best Mm -hmm. and I, i keep seeing this over and over again that jacksonville has a deficiency in offensive talent and I, Insanity. I, Bullshit. Watch a game. I, that's, that's, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be the homer. And I know that for the longest time, to, from the way I'm looking at this, right, is for the longest time we haven't had offensive talent. Right. So I know what no offensive talent looks like. Yeah. But when I look at our skill position players now, I mean, James Robinson, the season and the player that he appears to be kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. But you get to the receivers, I can't help but look at our receivers four to five deep and say, if these guys were on another team with like a really not, – not just a competent quarterback, but a really good quarterback, like put Keelan Cole, DJ Chark, even maybe Colin Johnson now on the Packers and watch them eat, bro. dude. Watch them eat. I mean, Alan Lazard, Alan Lazard does on that team. And I think all three of those guys have more uh, natural ability than him. Um, so, that yeah, I, I've seen that a lot. I think it's lazy. I also don't want to go down the path of saying that, you know, they're great because none of these guys have really done much other than DJ Chark yet. So, it's, you know, it's still yet to be written. Colin but, Johnson is Plaxico Burris. Plaxico Burris. Okay. You Googled it. I saw you Googling it. I like it. Um, I just clicked the first link and just found the name that I like the most. So, so I've got something for you, right? Chase Claypool. Yeah, beast. What, leading the league in touchdowns, right, I think, for wide receivers. Or, or damn, near the, damn near close to doing it if he's not. Um, the interesting thing for me has always been, like, what would Chase Claypool look like in our offense? Like what butthole. Call, what's that? I said, like, butthole. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if Colin Johnson were drafted by the Steelers in the fourth or fifth round, what would he be looking like? It's just, it, it's, you have to, you have to, things aren't so binary. You, you have to look at things a little bit more abstractly, I think, especially when you start talking about teams that don't have quarterbacks. And Mike. that's how I feel when, that's how I feel when they talk about us having a Lamar Jackson. I'm like, you guys think we would have actually utilized him to like his strengths? There's no way. Nothing points to that happening in Jacksonville. In we the past, switch to a three four. No, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but we got to talk about a couple of the guys. Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad that you you brought that up though, Dilla, because I, I think that that's that's a that's going to be something interesting to watch going forward in their careers. Is like, first of all, bro. You know, I'm big time Keelan Colehive. Mm-hmm. Hashtag. I think we most of us here on the pod are. Um, I'm long, long time Keelan Colehive. Uh, he's a guy who I, I think again, if he's playing with a really good quarterback, he's a really good wide receiver. Like a really good wide receiver, a great number two potentially um, on a good offense. And it's just a shame to me. I hope we can get a competent passing offense going, like a real, or at least a good one to see what these guys are. Cause it, I want to hit on a fifth round, was, or Colin Johnson was sixth round, wasn't he? I want to hit on a sixth round, Colin Johnson. Why can't we hit on that shit? The Steelers mm-hmm. draft everybody in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And they hit all the time on skill position guys, wide receivers. Yeah. It's because they got Ben throwing the ball to him, too, at, at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and then just to continue the trend, fuck it. Let's keep talking about the players. Today, uh, Dewan Smoot um, had a little press conference, and um, the, his contract situation came up. He's in the last year of his contract. His numbers are, in quotes, spiking. Um <laughs> and they asked him, uh, I said in quotes, that's not me saying they said that. Um, uh, and they asked him, you know, would he take our, is he okay with a hometown discount? And he hit him with a, you know, I want to be paid my worth. And I think it's funny because I think his worth isn't what he would stay in Jacksonville for. So at what point and like how much more are they going to overpay him? Because they're going to have to like, the number is going to look high for him to stay in Jacksonville, in my opinion. I don't know what – yeah, he's an interesting guy because you got to ask yourself, okay, between three and six sacks per season, right, mm-hmm. is probably like his baseline over his career thus far. And how much is that really worth? Like can you not draft a guy most years who's going to get you three or four sacks, right? Like – um, Dante Fowler fell into 10 sacks one season. Like, um, so that, that's the tough part there. You know, the guys in the past who are big fan favorites, Paul Spicer, right? He, so Smoot kind of reminds me of like a Spicer or a Jeremy Mincy, but they all had much more production in that kind of contract year, you yeah. know? He's much also more. not very – he's also like body type-wise not very scheme diverse, right? I mean, think he's a good enough football player that he can contribute in, in some different roles. Like, they put him inside a lot on passing downs. Um, I but, think he is your – he's a – like, say, our prototypical tight – I mean, defensive end because you know how Justice, who's been on the show, has that, like, formula. And yeah. it hits very often. He's actually, like, a, in, like in the system of force rusher. 
because his metrics are so good as an athlete. Right, but he's like a big – he's like on the bigger end of what is normally a force player, right? Like, they're, um, it, it's a mass times acceleration thing, and he's – I'm like, not sure. He's, he's smaller than Watt and a bunch of those dudes clowning yeah. and chasing. I don't – you see, like, the tough thing about him, I think what, what – honestly, Sally, what, what probably makes him – not as attractive as maybe we think because we all kind of have a soft spot for him. Good dude, plays hard, right? Like, says the right thing, says he wants to be here. Um, but I don't know that he – like, so when you look at those guys, like Mince and Spicer, they were bigger. They were bigger. So they were playing that big left end, right? And they, they were bigger. So I don't think he – he's kind of a tweener, honestly, even in a 4-3 deal. I mean, correct me if you, if you disagree, but – I don't think he's the big end on the left side. On this, I don't think he's strong side, and then he's not—he's not quick enough or fast enough to be your, you know, your elite guy who traditionally in a four-three is a lot of the times lining up on the right, right? Like, I, yeah, I don't—I don't think that's him. This says right here he's six-three, two forty-nine. I did not think that he weighed only two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, I believe it. I actually didn't think he was six-three. Even I thought he was more like six-two, but yeah. Uh, I'm not one to quibble over an inch, you know. Um, <laughs> now, good. Like so, I hey, do hope he's back, though. What would you be comfortable? Adil, I saw you throw a number out there today. What, what what's the the number that you think that would be fair for him and worth it for us? So I I tweeted like uh, four years, fifteen million, but that was more like me taking a you know shot at like <laughs> heavy my worth to like under five million a year. Like, yeah. but I mean. Shit, like what they say, uh, Andre Branch got 327 or something like that. And, and he's not going to get that much probably, but I could see him getting $6 million a year. Um, yeah. But And I think, too, like it's important to remember the Jaguars are going to have so much money that a lot of the players that they're paying now, the way they write their contracts, that's the one thing they do really well. They, they write contracts. They all the money last offseason. Right, they can get out of all the shit that they write because they write them front heavy and they're, you know, more impactful to the now versus the then. So you can give a player like Smoot, who, like Cap said, plays hard. I mean, he visibly busts his ass. When he does good, he celebrates as he should. The players seem to like him, and he said he, he says the right thing. So if they have to pay him a couple million extra dollars to keep him here, I could care less. Plus, um, he's, he's played what, like half or less, less than half of the snaps this year? Yeah, well, I think the big thing for him is it's a new regime coming in. Mm. So I, if I had to guess, like if you put a gun to my head, I would say that the new GM who comes in will say, "Hey, man, yeah, love your energy, love your effort. You're a nice player. Like we'd like to have you back here if it makes sense." Four um, for fifteen. No, but go ahead <laughs> out there and no, go out there and test the market if you want to. I think it's one of those deals that's going to happen. Yeah. And I, two things. I don't know that he's going to get much more than maybe he would be offered here. If they even offer him, maybe, you know, it's again, it's a new regime. They might not even offer him. They might not even be interested. Um, and especially if they switch to a three, four, I mean, um, he becomes less valuable. God, please. Um, so that's something to think about too. I mean, in terms of like not even worth, like, are you a scheme fit? So no doubt. Um, but I, I could totally see that happening with him where, where it's one of those deals and, um, you know, I don't think it would be a hometown discount as much as it would be like, 
him realizing that there's not as much of a market out there for his services that maybe he was hoping. Now, the shout one thing out to can, <laughs> yeah, shout out uh, Yannick who should have taken that deal, um, especially considering. So we'll have plenty of time to talk about free agency and all that shit and all the money that we have to spend and how the new uh, GM will, will potentially spend it. But one thing to keep in mind, every, everything that you hear right now is that the cap is going down, right? Mm-hmm. So there's going to be, it's a really bad year to be a free agent, basically. Like, you should have been a free agent last year. Um, so, you know, that's something to think about with him, too. And I think a lot of these guys are going to take, all right, guaranteed money. You know, it might not be the APY, right, the average per year, but it, it, it'll be but the guarantee. That G money is going to look real good. Yep. So, anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? While we're talking about it, We'll Fuck yeah, we're cranking content. Let's we're, go. We're fucking cranking the content here. So you people come here for sometimes it just takes us a little bit to get going. Um just uh yes no, Dilla. Your little yes no exercise. Are you paying Cam Robinson this offseason? Yes. Are you paying Keelan Cole this offseason? Yes. Okay. How likely do you think it is that both of them are back here? Um, I think that they should both be back. I, if one of them wasn't back, I think it's going to be Keelan. And hear me out. So a lot of people are saying, well, with early picks in the draft, they can reinvest in the left tackle, right? But this is where I say, hear me out. I'm hearing you. Our right tackle's fucking garbage. Oh, boy. The regression of him from last year to this year makes no sense to me. He is terrible. When that offensive line as a whole was playing pretty good, he's by far the worst link. Like, he's terrible. He's been awful this year. And he's probably the and, best last year or the second yeah, best. Yeah. And it makes no sense. So what I'm saying is he's going to probably be the right tackle again next year, as he should be. There's no reason Jawan Taylor shouldn't be the right tackle. But you don't want to go in to next year with a question mark at both spots. Mm-hmm. The only reason you're going to have a question mark at left tackle is if Cam Robinson gets hurt again. He's playing fine. Maybe not as good as you wanted him at where we drafted him, right there at the top of the second round, but he's a solid left tackle. He road grates in their run game. He's, I, don't, I, haven't, like, I don't remember one specific play this year where I was like, oh, he's just getting his ass beat. You know what I mean? Garbage, so, yeah. I just don't, I don't think it'd be worth it to let him walk. And I think, especially like you're saying, a lower cap, it's perfect time to lock in a deal. Yeah. I think he's played good enough to get one also. Do you think anybody I, – I agree. I agree. It's just the crazy thing with him is it, it's more a product of – the Cam Robinson conversation revolves around two things, in my head anyway. Yeah. One, left tackles make a fuck ton of money now. So it's a huge investment, right? Uh, that That second contract for – uh, you know, um, a starting left tackle in the league, they make a fuck ton of money. So mm-hmm. anytime you're paying anybody that much money, there's a little bit of risk involved. And then the, the other angle of that conversation is just, he's had a really bad time with injuries so far in the league. So those two things you pause, but like you said, you, this team can't be, uh, can't afford to, uh, to create another hole. My question. So the follow-up question to you then Dilla is do you think either of those guys or anyone this offseason ends up on the tag and playing under the tag next year? 
I don't think so. Um, I could see a panic move slap attack on someone like Cam, but then I think you're severely overpaying. But they have the cap to severely overpay for a year too. So, like, again, I think it would be like a last minute, like, uh, shit, we don't think he's going to sign with us, but we also don't want him to go just slap the tag on him and call it a would day. Would it be a severely overpay, though? Like, if he gets Tunsil money? Yeah, that would be crazy to me if he got Tunsil money. Tunsil's really, really good. He's really good, but what the fuck had he done when he got that money? Been really, really good. And I guess. I don't, he, was, he wasn't that good his rookie year, but he's yeah. been amazing since then. Yeah. I mean, he's still pretty good now. He's the only one that's half decent now for them. I th- yeah, I think he's still good, but I don't know. He got what? He got like top two or three money, which is a product of just, you know, it all resets. Mm-hmm. You know, the next guy gets it. But Yeah, I don't think Cam's anywhere near the, that kind of money, though, do you? I, why wouldn't he be going for it? Because he's not that good. <laughs> but he, he, start, he started every game that he's been available since he was drafted, though. Who? It's where he's as more of a product where he was drafted. I mean, if, if he wasn't starting still every fact, game, still a fact though. Oh, I know, but if he, he wasn't about starting Cam. every game, Cam's missed a bunch of games. He said that he was available. You missed that part. Oh, oh okay. I was gonna say. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, because look at Will Richardson. Right, if, I mean, Will Richardson was, comes in for a play, and that like that's what we could be I'm just saying. That's what his agent says when they're. It's like, how much are we paying this guy? Well, he's a fucking yeah. uh, every fucking week starter, for one. Yeah. yeah, and then I would say, but he's only played in fifty percent of the games. I mean, we, and he it, has a false start every game, so that's a minus five thousand year average. And he's been doing that since he was at Alabama. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it enough, but to me, it wouldn't be the worst, depending on how they spend the rest of their money. I guess. But like, yeah. But like I said, they have so much money. Who? I don't care. Again, I don't. I've never cared about the contracts all the way back to when we signed like Ziggy Hood, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be terrible." And we were like, "Yeah, right," because that was like our first free agent spending summer under Con. It felt like, and you know, you're like, "Oh, you play for the Steelers. He's a three technique in this new Gus Bradley defense, like that, 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 that." But for real, like. Who cares? Like, yeah. he sucked, and it didn't matter. It never once, like, hindered our, our cap. So. Well, it never hinders our cap because we never we, – we, A, we – in the beginning, we didn't draft guys that were worth resigning, so we didn't need the cap. Still um, don't have that problem. We still don't have that problem. And then, you know, it's like, it's like everything. You find the quarterback, and that hides a lot of things, but then when you got to pay the quarterback $40 million a year, mm-hmm. that, you know – that's when you start Different having yeah. Dude, Florida's going to be half underwater by the time we got to repay Justin Fields. Like, who cares? Do you think, do you uh, think Justin Lot Fields J, is going to – Lot J will be, in a mute, or will be a water park by then. Do you think Justin yeah. Fields is going to like St. Louis? Honestly, I heard he's a vegan this week, and I'm sure they have a great vegan cuisine, so I'm sure he'll be thrilled to live in St. Louis. I think Lewis doesn't have a fucking great vegan scene. Get out of here. <laughs> Easy for you to say, Mr. Vegan uh, scene eater or whatever we want to call it. Am I? <laughs> I'm a blogger. Oh, my goodness. Well, the, um, other point, the other point about Cam, too, to put a bow on that, is you don't want to have, like you said, two question marks on one on each end, especially with a rookie yeah. quarterback. Well, you're probably going to have a question mark at left guard. I doubt they bring Norwell back at his number. 
I would. Why? They shouldn't touch the line at all. They should. I think that's crazy. Yeah. They have so they have so much money. Like, who cares if they shave thirteen million so that they can pay some guy that sucks seven million and we save six million? Like, it's stupid to me. Well, I mean, unless you can find somebody who's actually really, really good and pay him thirteen million. But yeah, dude, Norwell before he got hurt's been amazing this year. This year he's been pretty good. Yeah. Caden's been great this year. Linder's been Linder. Fine. Well, Linder's been Linder, and then he gets hurt every. You know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When he plays, he's good, and then he gets yeah. hurt. But then well, Shatley actually, comes in, and Shatley's fine. Shatley is a legend. Can we just talk about Shatley? He is a legend, bro. Like uh, when he comes in, we don't see that much of a difference from no. Linder. Everyone tells me Linder's like all world. I'm just so that's such a compliment to Shatley because he can come in, play left guard, play center, like. He's Shout so different than like a, a Josh Wells. He used to always come in yeah. and just suck. Just like terrible. All right. I, so like, Will, I, like, Will Rich, I like Will Richardson as a swing guy too. You know what I mean? I, think, I would like that guy to like swing a door somewhere else and leave because he's terrible. Every time he comes in, he looks like he's like ice skating backwards on, on like ice uh, or ski slopes. I don't even know what, like what I'm saying right now. He's so bad. Hey, let's play, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Spot okay. track. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Oh, you're frozen again. So good. Um, no, you're good. Sorry. <laughs> you froze for a second. Uh, it's, my, it's just because it's so cold outside. Um, no, it, we'll we'll finish with the we'll finish with the uh, diagnosis of the offensive line with this. Ben Barge is fucking terrible. He's terrible. The smoothie the smoothie king is so bad. <laughs> Bro, yeah, his new nickname is Walking Indigestion. That's what I call him from now on. Dude, the Jaguars literally posted a picture where he's dressed like my dad in the faded blue jeans with like a gray. <laughs> I've never seen I've never seen somebody's nipples poke. I've never seen a male's nipples poke through a fucking hoodie like that before. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hey, he has on the like white Nike Air Pegasus out of he's like mowed the lawn four times then, but like there's still- the Air Silix. <laughs> yeah, dude, but they're still clean enough to like you know rock on the airplane, but. He's wearing the gas station Oakleys, but here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. In the official picture the Jaguars photographer took and tweeted out, my dude is holding his stomach like he has to just rip the gnarliest burp, and he's trying to get the air to come out before he gets on the airplane. And from now on, I just call that man walking indigestion. Like, I just – every time I see him, I think of the smoothie, and I think of the eggs being, like, you know, twist it up in, in the blender. And I just think of, like, a huge burp when you wake up in the morning after a night of, like, eating, like, 30 zingers at, you know, Ale House. You just, like, gnarly. Like, it's just one of those, dude. He just, like, that guy, he looks like a guy that you don't even want to have a locker next to because, you know, he just smells like fucking bacon. Oh, terrible hair, too, <laughs> by the way. Terrible hair. Maybe 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 Minshew's been hanging out with him. That's what I was thinking. As Dilla was bringing all this up, I had like this 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 thought entered my head. I'm like, they must be like giving each other hair tips because those guys have <laughs> fucking just stringy, terrible hair. It's not good. Not good. Oh yeah, man. So I wanted to play a game that had to do with the offensive line. So yes, Spotrack Spotrack has a market value <clears throat> where it shows like projects what a player should get or what they're worth. Uh, what do you think do you want to do length of contract and total APY or do you want to do average salary for what they have for cam? So are, are you like, 
Whichever I'm guessing, one, whichever I'm one guessing of you gets contracted closer, things. Whichever one of you gets closer without going over mm-hmm. gets to decide who gets the shirt based on the best jag bag question. Okay. So do you want to do APY or average uh, or total length in years? I'll do length in or like total in years. Years and years in total? Yeah. All right. Who's going first? Cat. Oh, you got to pick what we're doing. You got to go first. <laughs> um, Don't Google it, bitch. Get off your phone. No, I didn't Google. I was using the calculator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's over here like... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I'll do 82 million over five years. 82 over five? Yeah. Sheesh. Okay. Cap? Um... I'll do, 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 do. do five years as well. Do, 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 do. 72.5. Do, 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 do. So Dillard's got him at about 16 mil a year. Cap's yeah. got him at about 14. 14 and a half. Uh, Spot Track has him at about 11.3. They've got four See? for 46. And that's what I think he should get. And that's what I'm saying. He's He should get a middle a middle round deal like that. But I think he's back at that in a heartbeat. Right. That's what I think he's worth, but I don't know if that's what he's going to sign. So that's kind of – what's up, Cap? I was going to say, do they – Sally, since you're looking at it, do they do guaranteed money on that as well? I don't see it. So that's really the biggest thing. But if that's – what was that, 44 million, 48 million? Four years, 46, or 45 and a half. So you'll get what, like 32 – guaranteed out of that and he'd sign that it shows like other people it shows like comparable players and their contracts and stuff like that and that's kind of how it does it but it's not showing me guarantee who are they comparing him to as far as the contracts that'd be interesting to know uh donovan smith Dion dawkins taylor decker then they they, so these are like all kind of higher than him really like these are higher than him i think it's all compare it's comparing Comparing projections. I, no, no, no. I got you. I feel you. But it's just. I think. I can't read it all right now. But yeah, I think. It's I think Deion Dawkins. In depth. I'll, link you, I'll link you to solid it. Solid left tackle. He's the Bills left tackle, I think. And he's a solid player. I'll um, link you guys Decker. to it. Bro, if you could lock up Cam for four more years to where he'd be what? How old is he right now, Dylan? 25? 25. Well, he's in his. This is his yeah, fourth. It says it on here in Spot Track 25. 25. 25. Yeah. So, through his 29 year old year, you mm-hmm. can lock him up for an average of a mil per year. Yeah, you can take that and run, bro. Honda. Take that and run. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll be looking for more than that. So, that, that'll be interesting. His games played percentage is 92.5. How's that? That's just what it says here. Oh. I wouldn't say unless I knew it. Okay. Um, so it's interesting. Obviously, tons of time to talk about all this shit. Um, yeah. Anything else from the game? James Robinson only getting the ball 18 times really bothers me. I was really sweating my bed at sev- uh, his over and under at 75 and a half, but I hit Did it. Did you only get it because of overtime? Yep. Yeah, I was going to say I think that hit no too. Yeah. Fucking degenerate. Well, like in the first in the first half, I was like, "Oh, he's cruising to this," which was what I figured. And then the second right. half I was like, "Oh, we're not giving him the ball anymore." 
Yeah, big time degenerate. My my roommate won fifteen hundred bucks this weekend. That was stupid. That's, That's degenerate shit right there. Absolutely, dude. Like my dude would wake up on Sunday, hungover as fuck, he'd wake up, bet, fall asleep, hit it's while he was sleeping. <laughs> wake up, be pumped, double down, fall asleep, hit again. Let Did me, it like three or four let, times. Let me know what he's betting. I'll just bet where he's betting. That's cool. And he loves he loves Tottenham now. Because he, he hit on Sunday to score first twice. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> My new squad QPR. I'll start betting on them. Oh, hey, um, shout, out to our, uh, shout out to our Hall of Fame listener, uh, Jimbo. He wanted me to ask you, Cap, um, since Christmas is coming, did you just want to give me the $100 from our bet now so that I can buy, my, you know, buy extra Christmas gifts? Or you want to wait till the end of the year for the, the table bet? What, what bet was it? That you said that Arsenal, we agreed. That whoever finished higher in the table, the other person would have to pay 100 bucks. On the podcast, it's on like you well, know, considering you stuff. still might owe me money for your season ticket, I think that, that hey, that's true too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was Wham! like, I can't, I was like, I can't wait for him to be like, all right, now you only owe me this much. And I'm like, all right, word, <laughs> take that, Jimbo. <laughs> Got my ass and your ass, Jimbo. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Just oh. like with ShotCon, the fucking people with more money always win. Unless they're Stan Kroenke. Yeah. He's got more money than Daniel Levy. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So, have you guys thought of your MVT for the Vikings game? I feel like it's originally – so, I I fired off a tweet. It's funny. It's like the, you know, the odds lines going up and down over the course of the game. Percentage. got a lot of tweets of the bold take handle about the MVT this week. A A lot of feelings. The brand is strong. The brand is strong, um, and and the uh, the content is uh, contagious, if you will. But um, early on, when when uh, Sarah McLaughlin's son missed that <laughs> that extra point, I was like, "This dude, early like if this game comes down to something like this, he, he might be the MVT." But then he nailed a few, so I, I feel I feel like he lost it. It's got to be Mike Glennon, in my opinion. Easily. Yeah, it's got to be Mike Glennon. And I'm going to go with Chris Conley. Oh? Eight snaps, and you had that fumble. He had, like, another drop, right? Yeah. Come on, man. Eight snaps, and you fucked up the game? Hey, he's an all-pro tanker. All-pro tanker. I mean, that's what we were saying all along anyway. But might have been yes or no, fellas, both of you. I need your opinion. Yes or no. Quick yes or no. Chris Conley's best game as a Jaguar ever, yes or no? Um, it's hard to argue. I will, I will say his game against the Jets last year was really, really good, and we were still in a position to where we were like, you know, the record looked good, so it was exciting. But yeah, you're right. That was absolutely his best game. That's <laughs> the most significant plays that he's made as a Jaguar. Well, sure. and no, I, I think we should. You know what? Let's let's really jump into this one. He is the MVP because not only did he suck to where he, you know, lost possession, allowed them to get, you know, points off of a turnover, but at the same time, it's like the Cadbury egg, you know, like you, you peel off the top and then it's exciting on the inside and on the insides of Colin Johnson. Colin Johnson got more playing time and now look what happened. 
So he made us lose the game and let us get to watch a more exciting football player. Boom, boom. I, I don't want to dispute any of it. I just I have a hard time following that final line of thinking when it's Chris Conley who, for the better part of the season, kept Colin Johnson from playing. So maybe we could have been watching a more fun player all this time. No, we don't. See, that's that's where we can't get caught up. We don't want the better player playing over the course of the year. We want the better player getting more reps now as we head into his next year, so he can continue to be a pro in the offseason. And then he comes back ready, and you know, he knows what he's got to do. He's going to be, you know, one of the five next year for sure. Conley's going to be gone, but Conley hogged up enough of the snaps this year to guarantee. I mean, think of all the drops he had against even bad teams deep down the field, wide open. When Minshew was playing, Colin Johnson would have caught those balls. We would have won those games. I'm, I think you've swayed me. Maybe Mike Glennon is too easy. Maybe that's like any game Mike Glennon plays, he could be the most valuable tanker. And maybe like by default, that's too easy. And maybe we owe the process of deciding the most valuable tanker a little bit more than just calmly and casually saying Mike Glennon maybe you're right I think this is a deeper this t- takes a deeper dive and I think you've swayed me Eric Dillard <laughs> that's what I like to hear uh, I, I your honor I think our uh, our case rests it rests the case so this week all in favor say aye Chris Conley Chris Conley uh, aye aye just to wrap up on Chris Conley too you said that this might be his best game as a Jaguar but his best moment was definitely when he um, made that move in the Baltimore joint practice and everybody called him an all pro. That was his best moment. <laughs> I will say too, I think his best moment as a Jaguar is the off field work he did this, this off season. That's probably his most genuine work. Uh, that well, he's You're, you're going to come in here and be genuine. <laughs> I think so for the second I, I don't. I think we shouldn't forget about what he did for the city while we're, you know, dogging. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you know, you're he is, right. He sure. is, you know, an all, an all pro tanker when it comes to on the field stuff. Yeah, and my issue with him, I, I think he's an awesome, dude. He's awesome. You're right. Great a human being. If he wants to come back and be the the president of the team, I'm in. Sign him up. Um, I just I, my thing all along, even with the Chris, like the the all pro thing, all kind of stemmed too from the fact that like. Dave Caldwell and these assholes really tried to sell him as this legitimate weapon. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's, and it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. He didn't give himself the contract and, you know, a bunch of playing time over the course of 18 months. Like he didn't do that. So I don't, I don't begrudge him. Um, you know, obviously solid, awesome dude. We're getting these jokes off. It's fun. Uh, but he is the most valuable tanker from Sunday. His speech, his speech at the JSO headquarters was also legendary. Shout out to Dillard for for taking it serious on this podcast for ten seconds. It yeah, was, I don't get serious. I forgot Lenny Curry. <laughs> uh, uh, did we want to recap? Did we want to talk about any thoughts about the three quarterbacks? Who? All three quarterbacks played this weekend at different times on TV, and seems like most uh, of the time I, I was watching it. Go ahead, Dillard. What are you gonna say? I didn't. I watched like three throws of Zach Wilson. Saw they were losing to Coastal Carolina. Just thought he's fucking trash. Um, so it's back to fields for me. Um, okay. I, I say we kind of hold off on that, just because we we are trying to get Denny Thompson on. Um, 
Someone and who I, knows what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I th- just to, <laughs> he's kind of making the rounds right now. He's getting a lot of on a lot of pods, um, and uh, he's even was even on with Frangie today. I, I caught a little bit of it. Um, you know, I I think people by the time we do have him on, people have heard him a little bit uh, as far as his takes specifically on the quarterbacks and all that. But uh, I I think we've got some questions on deck and kind of a line of conversation that that we're hoping to have with him that'll dive a little bit deeper. So I think there's plenty of time for all that. I will say this though, about the quarterbacks playing this weekend. I did watch um, a good amount of the coastal Carolina BYU game. Mm -hmm. And basically coastal Carolina is everything I want UNF to be. I'm like, (laughs) that's what UNF should be as a football program. Just like, the people who just straight up embraced mullets versus Mormons. I got a buddy who I play pickup soccer with. I haven't seen him in, in a while just because of COVID, but we're friends on social media. He ran track and cross country um, in college at coastal Carolina and him and all of his buddies went up for that game. Nice. And I'm talking full mullets. One of them even already had long hair committed fully to cutting like the real one not a wig and i mean these guys i looked at all their pictures their videos they looked like they had a blast i am so jealous that i didn't know that coastal carolina was a thing because i maybe would have went there for college it looks like fun um dude the college nice to tell have you, you ever been to myrtle like myrtle beach yeah you drive like right past it. It's like literally right on the road on the like main road that takes you back to the interstate like an hour away or whatever. It's yep. it's pretty dope. Yeah. So that that looks good. I already told I already told young Jackson. I was like, yo. That's it uh, right there, dude. Yeah, keep an eye. Keep an eye. Maybe some baseball, <laughs> you know, football if you really have to, soccer, whatever, but maybe, you know, not too far away from home, D one. I dig it. Yeah, it just makes me angry that UNF can't be like Coastal Carolina. Um yeah. Anyway, it's, so that, it's that pretty was much like it's pretty much like if remember when Florida Gulf Coast was uh, balling out, but if it was a football team, that's kind of what it feels like. For sure, for sure, it's fun. Like fun is okay. Like yeah. fun is good. Embrace the fun. Um, it's always straight up leaving. It's just the Dylan capsule. So yeah, hopefully everything's cool over there. Um, so hey, did you hear? Um, Grandpa's addicted to Viagra. Grandma's taking it really hard. I did hear that. Yes, yes, I heard it all night, just on the headboard. Kills me every time. The people who work for the Jacksonville Jaguars in the marketing department and communications have some of the hardest jobs in professional sports. How do you market this team? I mean, think about the money that was spent to come up with this Duval together stuff in the off season, right? Like they invest in this shit, all these flags that they sent out the season ticket holders. Those things cost money. Like the boxes they came in, those are serious investments from a marketing perspective. Like we haven't seen very much of from the Jaguars. Somebody down there said, we're going to commit some money to this this year, to doing this, to having this whole thing where it's about the community coming together and how the team is the vessel for that, blah, blah, blah. How could you imagine how you feel after you've launched this whole campaign and then this dude comes out and says, 
oh yeah, they're a free agent. Yeah, they've long been a free, a potential free agent franchise, <laughs> right? Like all, like I mean, Duval together becomes massive hand wank at this point, right? Them ever using Duval and getting everybody in Ireland and London and and all of England and all of Europe to be screaming Duval, all this stuff is fucking hilarious now. It's a fucking joke. And it pisses me off that they ever used the hashtag that we came up with of DTWD. Like, fuck you. That's what pisses me off. Um, Not the playing of the politics. Not all that bullshit. Um, and, and, And I don't necessarily blame the people in the marketing department. Or the communications department. They're just trying to work for a professional sports team. Doing their job. Yeah. And they're getting freaking sabotaged at every, at every corner. It's, it's, it's gotta be the, it's not gotta be. I I know for a fact, just from having so many friends and knowing people that have worked down there for so long. And then you throw the on-field product where nobody gets fired up about it. Like. No, you're right, man. Shit show. For like 10 years straight, they're coming up with slogans. And the season's over by the fourth or fifth game. <laughs> like if you're trying to launch a strategy for marketing and branding for the season by the fourth game, nobody gives a shit. That sucks. Over and over and over and over and over and over. Every year. Every yeah. year. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight out the lot, three hundred cash, and the car came with a blend in it. This episode of The Bold Take is brought to you by A1 Sliders, sliding glass door and window repair. I like to think of my sliding glass door on the back of my house as like an airplane, right? It needs to land perfectly and smoothly in the little groove, aka the runway, for proper functionality. If yours isn't, you need to head over to a1sliders.com or give them a call 386-538-6835 for a free estimate of how to get your airplane landing perfectly on your runway. Again, a1sliders.com, 386-538-6835. Give them a call and get that airplane landing smoothly right on that runway. Now back to the bold take. Pizza party says when Taven Bryan gets cut and signs a deal with AEW as the Wyoming wild man, what will his finishing move be? <laughs> uh, the swing and miss. <laughs> what about like, just, what about like, just stand there? No, he's going to do a move. He's going to do a move where he disorients the guy who he's, who he's wrestling, right? The guy will be standing there. He, he'll think that Taven Bryan is about to come at him to do some sort of wrestling maneuver. But instead, Taven and Brian will run right past him and then do a full twirl. And then when the guy is so disoriented, like, what is this wild man doing over here? Does he not see me, his opponent, right here? Then Taven will come in after he's disoriented him, and he will tackle him once he's way far down the field, or excuse me, the ring. And that'll be it. That'll be his finishing move. He'll call it the, uh, I don't know what he'll call it, but that's it. There you go. Tab and Brian fainted. It was super effective. <laughs> you fainted? 
Tavin Brian Fannin. Okay, Tavin. What if what if he what if he went into uh, AEW and then he actually called himself Tavin Brian? He probably doesn't even know his own name. You ever heard the guy talk? Yeah, he's pretty fucking dumb. That's part of the problem. That's probably is yes or no. Is that that the biggest problem he has? Probably. Yeah, I don't think he has any like game awareness. He he's got a really good jump, and if he doesn't win, then it's done. But I think the dude is like he has such athletic gifts. Like he does. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He's powerful. Like I just think he's fucking dumb. Yeah, he got no awareness. He's stupid. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, at La Joey James. If they keep the Jags and Duval, but said you had to change the team name. So I guess we get to keep the team, but you have to change the team name. What would you change it to? The Jacksonville Jumbotrons, because that's apparently the only thing we care about. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't like your question, LaJoey James. I like you. You seem like a great guy. Um, I just I happen to think Jacksonville Jaguars rolls off the tongue. I think sports teams should be alliteration. I'm a fan of most of the logos that we've ever had. Um, so I don't know. I, I can't think of – there's a lot of things that I would change about pro sports teams that I root for. The name of this team just doesn't really feel like it's one thing that I would change that I've ever really thought about. Is that wrong? No. What about you, Sally? What would um, you I don't really have a suggestion, but I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing something that was actually, like, localized. Like, I've never seen a Jaguar walking down the street. But other than that, I think it's cool. I think Jaguars I've are seen cool. driving down the street. Could be the Jacksonville racist. I've seen one at the – oh, okay. <laughs> Jacksonville Jacksons and their $20 bills slapped across the helmets. <laughs> the Jacksonville Sheiks. That's Jacksonville local, right? General. Sheik. The Jacksonville, um, the Jacksonville cattle after the cows that used to cross the river. Oh, that's it. The Calford cattle. Calford cattle. Yeah. There that's we go. Now we're getting that's kind of fire. <laughs> what and plus else they're like, know? and plus they're, the team is kind of like unintimidating and useless. Almost like a cow that's just sitting in the middle of the field. <laughs> tip them no. over. Come over and just tip them over while they're asleep. Other things that are unique to Jacksonville. Um, yeah. We could be the Jacksonville stuck in the seventies. I like that. Um, is that is that too long for a nickname? I don't know. The Jacksonville Open Fields. Yeah. Tribute to <laughs> downtown. Open Fields, kind of like Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All um, right. What else you got? DJ Dell, bold take Hall of Famer. Since you're spitting bars on this tweet, which host would win if y'all had a freestyle battle? <laughs> First of all, Dylan, did you see the responses to this by chance? I just saw where they were talking about you on that train in New York. Yeah, like two or three different people were like, Cap in New York City basically tried to battle rap everyone that he came in contact with. I got a little chuckle. I would just say that it would not be me. I'm not good at freestyling. Which is funny because you listen to so much hip hop. You yeah. feel like at some point in your life. I don't have it in my, I don't have it in my brain to spit the words out that sound good. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that Dilly and I have ever uh, battle rapped. Um, I, I know that we've had some fun doing some freestyling together. Um, I guess in order to answer the question, I, I have to know how many beverages I've consumed. That that like that's part. That's a that's a really important part of that scenario. Well, yeah, your words just flow together when they're all sloppy. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's kind of my like that's my cadence too. Like it gets better. Yeah. I will say I've heard both of you do what I would consider pretty solid freestyles before. So there we go. That's all we need. I think it would be a good matchup. Maybe one day we'll make it happen. Yeah, I don't know that I. I mean, I don't like to. You know, I'm, I'm like B Rabbit. I don't want to battle rap my friends. You know, um, it's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I taught Jackson a little bit how to freestyle, and now he wants me to do it like every time we get in the truck. We're like, Dad, turn the <laughs> turn those beats on. Let's rap. Instrumentals only, please. Yeah, he's like, turn those instrumentals, turn those beats on that you play. Come on, Dad, rap for it. And then, like his buddies will be in the car. I'm like, no, nah, man, look, that's something we got to keep. That's a privilege. That's a family right. thing. This is, fa- yeah. this is family ties. Yeah, little, <laughs> little Tommy, little Tommy doesn't get to hear that. All right. <laughs> uh, Pat drinks asks us: Has James Robinson already become? the third best running back in Jaguars history. Actually, this was not a Jagbag submission. He just tweeted this freestyle, and then um, we were tagged by um, Jag's apologist, Jagbag. He tagged him. Okay. tagged it under his tweet. So, But I thought it was good, so I figured we could, we could discuss it. The Dilla. third – has he already become the third best running back in Jaguars history? Um, probably not. I'm sure I'm, like, not thinking of everyone. I mean, obviously, you got your, your top two – Fred and MJD, and after that, I mean, I would probably I would, put. I would say he's better than Natron Means yet. I yeah, I would put James Stewart ahead of him. Definitely. Right now. Yeah, because Little Man had a couple of you know a couple of really good years and some yeah, big James games. Stewart, right. Yeah. He played for Detroit before or after us. After. Didn't he have Vegas? a six touchdown game? Yeah, something yeah. wild. It was like five That's or six. Wild. I think. That's pretty. Yeah. 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 So I mean. James Robinson, I think, you know, Lord willing, knock on wood, um, fingers crossed, whatever you, whatever you choose to do. Um, I think he'll get the opportunity to have maybe a little bit longer career than James Stewart here. So yeah. uh, if he stays healthy, then yeah. I, I Look, um, I know one thing, he's like top three or four most exciting and fun offensive players to watch of this decade <laughs> so he's got that going for him he's the True. he's the best running back of this decade probably for the sure. one thing though i did on sunday i went doing gloom um the second he loses a step he's done yeah. <laughs> he's already so slow yeah i shouldn't say slow he's quick but his yeah. his like you know top end speed's not it, does, it takes a while to get there yeah yeah well <laughs> I mean, luckily that his first step and his vision is good enough to like. When he sees it, he gets through it. I mean, his yeah. his, <clears throat> I bet his ten yard split is insane compared to his thirty to forty yard split. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't debate that at all. If you he me. runs like the opposite of a gazelle, whatever the opposite of a gazelle is. Oh, it's like a rhino. He's like he's like a cheetah that gets caught <laughs> in a trap, like. After ten yards, it's just like. Pew. I think I like aren't aren't rhino like rhino aren't they pretty fast when they need to be? I think he should be a hippo. They're, they're I think that maybe, that's, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe I'm thinking hippo. Yeah, yeah. hippos like they'll like eat a boat. The yeah. human hippo. There we I've go. Never, I've never they're seen a rhino. Hippo. That's true. Yeah, I, I was totally thinking. I fucked that up. That's my bad. <laughs> it's all good. We happened to talk about hippos at work yesterday, so they're fresh on my mind. 
Nice. Probably the scariest animal on earth. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. The I mean, definitely the one I don't want to accidentally fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they can like open their mouths like a laptop can open, like more than <laughs> 90 degrees. Like that's just in the. Yeah. He can open his mouth like this. Exactly. <laughs> what else we got? Um, the Amelia Wizard, Ray Roberts, says, will, we, will the Jags announce a new GM before or after January 1st? And part two, does Khan wait until after the Lot J vote to announce? I don't think it's going to be related to Lot J. I, I don't think there's – because the GM is going to be the GM whether they want to uh, threaten that they're leaving or whether they want to leave or whatever. It's going to be the same guy. I don't think it has anything to do with that. Um, I think they're obviously going to wait. I think it will be after January 1st. So um, January 6th, write it down. Because I'm sure there's going to be guys they want to talk to that they haven't talked to yet, right? So that's going to take a little while. And by, them, by them, you mean corn fairy, right? I hope not, man. I have to stay away from a search firm. Who, so that was an interesting thing, right? Like I heard that, that line of discussion today somewhere. I forget where it was, but it was like, if Shad Khan isn't hiring a search firm, then who is in doing conducting the interviews and who's – uh, putting together the, you know, the analysis of the different prospective guys that they're interviewing. Like, who's doing that? Mark Lamping. Oh, fuck. Hey, he helped get, like, he, he's the one who picked Tony LaRusso to be the manager of the Cardinals. Great. I'm just saying, he could luck into it again. Yeah. I mean, what, what's Shad Khan going to do, as our pal Vito said? It's not like he's got any better experience picking by himself. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. <clears throat> so, I saw where Stoner said to you, Marvin Lewis has the Tom Coughlin role, and I was like, sign me up. Sounds good. Yeah, dude, yeah. that's what I said back then, too. I was like, let's do it. Um, yeah, so that answers that one. What else you got, Sally? Um, at AA Cameron one Hashtag Jagbag. Would each of you please rank the following three movies? Elf, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Home Alone. Okay. Who wants to go first? I could go um, first. Home, yeah. Home Alone is easily one in a tier by itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies ever. Um, I would put Christmas Vacation 2 and Elf probably 3. I like Will Ferrell. That's not my favorite Will Ferrell movie, though. True, and I would put Elf too, and the um, other one last. I've seen the other one, but it's old, and unlike you guys, I'm not that old, so I have uh, very faint memories of that VHS spinning at the house. Shots fired! Wow, you know Sally just had a birthday this week, and yeah. he's feeling kind of old. The timeline was thinking: Is he 38? Is he 42? Is he 45? Um, 33, Larry Bird. Kind of rough. It was rough for our friend Stephen Soliday. Um, I'm <laughs> not going to say, I'm not going to say exactly, you know, I never tell a woman's age, so I'm never going to, I'm not going to tell how old you really are, Sally, but um, you may be older than me. But uh, I would, I agree with Dilla. Um, I feel like the further I get away from Lampoon's mm. Christmas vacation, like the less, it's not one of those things. Right? I, I have buddies who still have great nostalgia and great feelings for that movie. 
I guess I just never loved it the way some people of my, you know, of mm-hmm. our generation, Sally. Um, Those of us that are over 40. Yeah, or close to 40 in my case, please. I'm not over 40. Um, but yeah, no, I would go Home Alone all the way, number one, Elf 2. Uh, I've never really understood the Elf hate. I, I, I didn't think it was like a masterpiece, but I always dug it. I thought it was a cool movie. Yeah, Same. it's just like whatever to me. Or I think Christmas Vacation is pretty funny. I think Chevy Chase is funny. Bro, I see. Maybe that's what it is too. I've never thought Chevy Chase was like this comedic genius that some people have. I mean, Same. I. Yeah. I remember the like OG Comcast box at my parents' house when DVR first became a thing. All those movies were on there, and I like tried to watch them, and I was just like, "Man, yeah." Maybe I didn't like understand the humor too, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, the line in Elf, like, I still, I don't know if I was really high the first time I watched that movie or what, but still to this day, when it, when he answers the phone, like, when he's working in the office and he's like, buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Like, I, when I saw that shit in the movies, I was like, I'm pretty sure I was, I was, I was pretty ripped and I lost my shit, like, in the movies, because <laughs> like, it was just so unexpected. So, I don't, that, that's like a line that is totally stuck with me. Um, is it coincidentally style you're going to start showing your kids all of these movies right so not even like they're going to think National Lampoon is like some fucking like historic documentary yeah dinosaur <laughs> type shit yeah but like Jackson watched Home Alone a few years ago for the first time and hated it because he was scared out of his mind because he didn't know the ending all he saw were these bad guys like trying to get it you know so he's like he's thinking the worst he thought it, he's like damn this is a scary movie why are you show why are you making me watch a scary christmas movie I'm like it's not scary Stop. um and i had to like ruin the whole plot the first time he watched it for him i had to be like look dude these guys they're just goofy they're funny characters it's it's comedy they're not actually like they are playing bad guys but kevin right he's like who's kevin i'm like the main character kevin McAllister. <laughs> pay attention it's funny because tony is just like that like he would end up being scared of him too taking it yeah down. so and then <laughs> an elf like he doesn't know will ferrell like we know will ferrell right, so he's right. watching that and he's like eh. <clears throat> I'm like listen here you little shit if this was on youtube you'd love it um anyway what's the next question uh sidebar i found a documentary one time about home alone and how it was like they didn't expect it they it was a small budget and they didn't expect it to be as huge as it is that movie's a fucking classic man yeah all right anyway um jingle all the way is the best christmas movie of all time jingle all the way schwarzenegger yeah i still i still love home alone let's get that soft spot Oh yeah, for me it's Home Alone and um, it's a Wonderful Life. Home Alone two, and Home Alone two, yeah, of course, not <laughs> just not three. Hundred one Dalmatians. My brother loved that one. Yeah, okay. we're similar in age, so this one's pretty decent. Uh, Matt Matt's musings one is the Raiders beating to the Jets on Sunday worse than any of Shad Khan's one hundred plus L's as an owner. Hashtag Jagbag. Worse? No way, because <clears throat> no one's going to, in my opinion, no one's going to think about it as like, oh, you you know, you blew that call and lost that game. They're going to think about it in 10 years as like, oh, thank God we got Trevor Lawrence and we're a half-decent football team. 
the, the individual game and the you know defensive coordinator getting fired and by the time all the new coaches and GMs are hired and the draft gets here they'll probably show that play on draft night you know in the in the build up but once he's drafted it's done mm-hmm. I think what he's trying to say, though, is is that a worse loss for us than any of our actual losses? Oh, okay. So that's a whole different. I mean, yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say like at this moment in time. Well, I don't know, because then I'm like putting all my eggs in the Trevor Lawrence basket, and I wouldn't even trade a pick up to move. Like, I wouldn't trade a single pick to move up for him. So, I think we. I think we yeah, we're tying Dilla in a pretzel right here. I like it. Um, <laughs> I like pretzels. Um, Auntie Anne's. We we have a worse. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely blow your minds right now. I think we have a worse win in shot during Shotcon's tenure than that loss. So that like galaxy brain shit. What the fuck now I'm my mind brain's in a pretzel. When we won. To when we beat the Colts the year they got Andrew Luck, that was it. That was worse than what happened there. That was because we ended up not because we had a shot at Andrew Luck or any of those guys, but because we ended up basically guaranteeing that they were going to get him and that we were going to face him for the next what eight years before his shoulder fell off. We were lucky he fell apart. Yeah, very lucky he fell apart. We only got half the Peyton Manning treatment. Yep. Yeah. What else? So this one is from at rock your socks off and it's kind of in the same vein of all the 100 plus losses, which one stands out as the lowest, most disappointing and most embarrassing loss, which one made you feel a new, new low before we stopped carrying and rooting for the losses. Say that one more time. What was the worst loss that we experienced? The most embarrassing and disappointing lowest loss you've ever felt before at the last 100 plus losses mm. so many so <laughs> the the reason i i wrote this question or i screenshot this question is because one did jump out at me and it was when we were wearing the mustard jerseys in nashville and we were all there that, <laughs> that night, it. it just like jumped to the front of my brain there's obviously been worse ones probably but that's a good one because I mean we were I felt like like fucking hopeless after that day. Yeah, and and, and truthfully that's uh you got to go off of one you saw in person, right? I mean the, yeah, yeah. all all three of us have seen so many games in person over the Unless years. Unless you want to say the AFC Championship. Well, Dylan no, I was there and honestly being at that game I didn't know Miles Jack wasn't down. I didn't know that AJ Boye's PI was trash. Like I missed out on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So I, and like when I, you know, after the game, we didn't go home and watch the highlights. Like we went to the bar right. and, out and I didn't see any of that shit until I got back to Jacksonville on like Tuesday. So uh, my my experience still even today, I don't really care about that. Like I I was never like Miles Jack wasn't down person, man, just because like I my lucky. experience didn't see it like that but i do think what you said Sally, that thursday night game in nashville that was the first time i had like left a game in the second quarter like cap was like fuck it like i'm leaving and i was like you know what he's right fuck it like let's go and there's like a rooftop pick of me you and made by tim that's like literally at halftime we were already at the bar at halftime. we all lost a lot of our innocence as fans that night 
Yeah, we drove 10 hours to watch a quarter and a half of football and go to a bar in Nashville. And then, and then I was like 100% convinced <laughs> that they were going to fire Gus Bradley after that game. And when they didn't, it was like another kick to the nuts. Yeah, that one was rough. Well, and there's so many elements to that game, too, because it is your biggest rival, right? Like, we hate the Titans. We're there. We traveled to the game. It's on a Thursday night. So it's the only game in the league that's being played. So if people are, are, you know, that addicted to the NFL, they're watching the Jaguars Titans. I mean, it was just, yeah, that the, the craziest memory from that isn't that we all left before halftime. The craziest memory is my wife turned and looked at me because her and Kristen went to the bathroom, like towards the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And she came back up and she's like, hey, would you be mad if we just left? Like, this sucks. And we really <laughs> want to go to Tin Roof and, like, just have some drinks. And I'm like, fuck no, I wouldn't be mad. You know, I'll just keep your phone on you. We're, I was like, we're out of here soon, too, probably. She goes, you are? You know, because this is still back when, like, I, you know, I was yeah, I was adamant. You don't leave the game early. You don't have some This is when Solly used to yell at, yell at us for not being loud on third down. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah, I I just remember her. I mean, legendary status. They left during the first quarter. <laughs> so to and, your top it all, and to top all that off, we were wearing the fucking baby shit color uniforms. Yeah. I can't remember. I've seen two terrible blowouts there. I can't remember if it was that one. I think it was that one. Yeah, because Gordo was wearing a white Bortles jersey. Yeah, and he traded it for a triple. <laughs> and the girl, the girl behind the bar, he was drinking liquor because we all at some point switched to liquor that night. Um, he, <laughs> on the way out, he stopped. He's like, I'm going to get one more drink for the walk down. And <laughs> we're all like over in the breezeway waiting on him. And he, when he walked away from us, he was wearing a white Bortles jersey. When he came back, he was just wearing his undershirt t shirt. And I'm like, dude, where'd your jersey go? He goes, I traded it. And I was like, you did what? This is a grown-ass man, right? Like, at the game, he's like, I traded it. Took a sip of his big drink. I'm like, traded it for what? He goes, this drink. (laughs) And little did we all know that he's the only one who got the money out of his Bortles jersey. Like, I mean, wow. Good trade for him. It was a solid trade. He's like, yeah, but but when she asked, she said, the, the bartender said to him, Oh, I really like that jersey. That's nice looking. He goes, Oh, you want it? And she's like, What? He goes, Yeah, you can have it if you want it. Just give me a double and we'll call it even. And she goes, Okay, how about a triple? And he goes, Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's one of the stories I will forever remember for sure. Right. Oh, is that the same night though? Hold on. Is that the same night that we ended up on? So we were on the rooftop at Tootsie's. And that overlooks the Bridgestone Arena. Is that the same night we had the conversation about uh, wishing we had an NHL team instead of an NFL team? Yeah, that's when that started. <laughs> that's where that started. That's yeah. great. Yeah, because wasn't wasn't it like their playoffs at that point or something? They had like a playoff game that night. Yeah, they had. No, it would be playoffs. Playoffs are in the spring for hockey. Whatever it was, though, they had played like the night before, I think, and then they had a game Friday after, and the arena being right there, it was all lit, and they're yeah. promoting it at all. I remember and seeing people it. in the sweaters at like Mellow Mushroom. Big time. Yeah. All right, what else we got here? A few uh, more. We gotta find a. We gotta find one for a winner. 
Yeah, you're picking the winner, so keep that in mind. Well, no, I forgot all of them already. Um, at Coach Hester WF, what is Dilla's best or favorite nickname? The Big Dilla Stottle, Dillical, the Ice Cream Man, something else. And he said, or my personal favorite, Positive Dilla. <laughs> so what's your favorite nickname? Dilla. No, he's asking you, bro. What is your favorite nickname? Oh, he's asking me? Yes. Stop oh, looking at your phone. He's still, he's still <laughs> not talking to me. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm sitting here thinking, like, you guys are going to pick your favorite nickname for me, not me picking my favorite. I don't – just call me Eric. <laughs> no, Dilla's cool. Just Dilla. Yeah, I mean, I, we all know you as Dilla. Like, I didn't know your name when, the first time I met you. I just knew you as E. Dilla um, yeah. in New York City. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even know your name. So Dilla, I mean, you're forever Dilla. Dalton always called you Dilly. Yeah, um, Dalton calls me Dilly. Yeah, those are the OG ones. I, I mean, I'm, I'm partial. The Dillical took off, but I'm, I'm partial to the Big Dilla Stottle. Like, I do love that one too. <laughs> and obviously the ice cream. I feel like we have blessed you in the last calendar year with some very, very <laughs> solid supplementary nicknames. Didn't friend. he bless himself with ice cream, man, though? He might have. You gotta yeah. be a real. You gotta be a real G to bless yourself with a nickname and it actually be good and stick. These are these are facts. On the radio. That's that's straight facts right there. Um. Next one is at J Fix eighty eight. So when we sign Marvin Lewis as our next head coach and draft Kyle Trask as our QB, who will we be taking number one overall in the twenty twenty two draft? I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I, I'm not going to answer this question. I have no uh, desire to answer it, but I do have an answer for the gentleman who asked this question. You, sir, are not winning the T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the Jaguars take Kyle Trask in the first round, I'm done. The big done. Done. I'll never go to another Jaguar game again. Big done. Um, at That's not King, good. At King M ninety one. Who is more likely to throw a pass by the end of the season, Gardner Minshew or LaVisca Chenault? <laughs> I like that one. I'm going to go with Visca. That's, dude, that's the winner right there. I think it might that's be. A, that's an elite question. It's almost too good of a question. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a hard. really good question. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I think the since Dylan went with Visca, I think that's what we were all going with. But I, I just have this sneaky feeling – that for some reason, like for some reason, Gardner's gonna get into a game before this year's over. Yeah, I could definitely see him sneaking his way into a game somehow. No, see, I I can see that too. But Visca's gonna throw a pick in the first quarter of the same game. That's why I like <laughs> at that point. So it's gonna be cool. Don't worry. They bring in Minshew. They bring in Minshew to start a game, and that game first play of the first play of the game, he hands it backwards, and Visca throws a pass first before. <laughs> Uh, um, our boy Stophilus Prime, if you were to measure Mike Glennon's neck, what measurement system would you use? Feet or Lenny Curry? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good too. <laughs> Glennon's neck is two and a half Lenny Curry's. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh... <laughs> Uh, 
What else do we got? Okay, this is the last. This is the last one to think. Of. I got a good question. <laughs> this one's pretty good. I got a good question. Hold on, hold on. Are you who gonna give more... yourself the shirt if you if this question? Wins? <laughs> who actually has more wins in their career, Mike Glennon or Laker? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Sally. Um, Cast City J. What artist do you want to inaugurate the opening of Lot J several years into the future? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be tim mcgraw right like because he played here once <laughs> dude that that's still the most ridiculous commercial ever home of previous tim mcgraw concerts it's <laughs> gotta but it can't be it can't be somebody that big because that that space doesn't doesn't call dude, it's for gotta it, right? be like uncle cracker uh, <laughs> i was thinking i was gonna keep it more local and go with like the 69 boys what about Sorry. limp biscuit Way too the big. biscuit would no way, dude. They're way too big time for that space. Are they? <laughs> like right now? Would be like, it's been one of those days. <laughs> Question for you: We all joke about Limp Biscuit. If they played a show here next month, would you all go with me? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Well, I don't know about next month, but like if you vaccine me for vaccinate me first, then I've yeah. already had it, so I'm good. No, I don't think I can get it. Let's ride. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, it's it's weird to me that they like he hasn't come back here ever and like played a show because I don't like Limp Biscuit at all. We yeah. talk a lot of shit about it, but if they came, I would totally fucking go. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why. I would know like four songs, but I would definitely go. Dude, we would just listen to it on Apple Music for like two weeks yeah, and like I do every concert. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I got a late submission here. All right. Um, Jag28 fan. Who is worse at their profession? Greg Williams, Mark Lamping, or Taven Bryan? Taven Bryan, hands Bryan. Yeah. Dude, that guy, I wouldn't. Okay, you guys I, are just totally serious about it. This is the correct answer. Let's move on. I, mean, I wouldn't even recommend What do you want me to say? It's an easy anywhere. question. Yeah, anywhere around me. All right, Cap. So you, are you going to pick your winner or are you going to have to listen back to pick your winner? I think I do. Hold on. No, I think I. Damn it. I, I, you didn't ask the question that I thought you totally would. So now I'm wondering if they only added me. Hold on one second. I, yeah, I mean, some it, people did only at you. The leader in the clubhouse. People, you got to use the damn hashtag. Yes. Okay. So let's be clear here. This is the interactive. Uh, it's not a It's not a shtick. Okay, people. Yeah. Use the hashtag. It makes it easier to navigate. There was one about: Would you rather fight one adult-sized Lenny Curry or a hundred actual-sized Lenny Currys? <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought you would save that one for last, and now I don't see it. So if I, I, had, see, if I had seen that, I definitely would have read it. To, your, um, to win the shirt one. Yeah. I don't know where it is. Cap, it was the one where you quoted the tweet. And yeah, the- I see it. I see it. The, the guy must have deleted it, bro. It's not there anymore. Oh, It's one kid. of your homies. Yeah, it is. It's Ian. It's Ian. There it yeah. is. <laughs> Boston Jags. <laughs> Would you rather fight 100 Lenny Curry-sized adults or one adult-sized Lenny Curry? <laughs> it's pretty funny, too. 
That's a pretty good one. I mean, Um, my answer is my answer is I'd rather fight uh, one adult size Lenny Curry because, as we've seen, he doesn't even want to show up if like some um, eighteen year old five foot seven blonde chicks um, have some signs about him. So, bro, he was they they said he was freaking out because the sign had his kids' name on it. I'm like, bro, you literally tweet your kids' names into oblivion. Like, do you realize that this is like a yeah. very public forum and like literally anyone can see this stuff yeah he's a douche i mean i like those kids have it bad enough since he's their father like they don't need to be drug into other things though so no I, mean, I feel that for sure and i i that picture that finally got tweeted out i got that a long time ago and i was like i'm not touching that ain't got ain't catching me injuries kids fucking miss me with all that shit no, nah, fuck all that, man. Fuck all that. Yeah, yes. that's, that's definitely. There's some people with some weird energy towards him, and, and they end up in my mentions a lot because yeah. you know, for yeah. for, for some reason, I don't know. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes like if you're making me cringe sometimes with your commentary on the shit, I'm like, definitely. as somebody who definitely doesn't like the guy, I'm like, man, yeah. you're you're kind of. Yeah, a weirdo. Sometimes I'd be like, can you like not at me, please? Yeah, you're you're taking this to a little bit different place than where I was trying. To, yeah. And you know what? It's, I'll, I'll put this out there too to kind of wrap things up while we're touching on a similar subject. When I put the Shad Khan tweet out there every week, inevitably after the loss, like I don't need folks. Please listen to this portion of the podcast. I don't need seventy three of you quote tweeting it and then adding Tony Khan. Yeah, like, seriously. I mean. That kind of stuff bothers me so much. Like guys, I hate to I hate to break this to everybody, but Tony Khan does not give a shit about He doesn't give a shit. And he already tweet searches his name. He's ultra sensitive. He sees all the shit we're saying. I don't need to at him. If I wanted to at him, I know where the button that is the (laughs) at button. Like I know where that is. And I would use it if that were the point of my tweet. That is not the point of my tweet. Like, please don't. And please also don't think that you're the first person or the only person coming in and quote tweeting it and saying, Hey, uh, Tony Khan, you know, like just stop, please stop. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Um, He knows their record. They don't care. It is what it is. He doesn't have any say in it anymore as far as we know. So yeah. And whatever. I mean, and like, do you do you guys one last question before we get out of here? Do you guys read his um AEW tweets in like a car salesman voice? Or is that just me? I don't ever read the full tweet. I just click on it to see the replies and see how many angry Fulham or Jaguar fans are in the replies. That's that's but the whole if thing. you look at the replies, there's like a ton of AEW fans that are like serious about it. Too. Yeah. Apparently AEW is sick as fuck and they're yeah. Like killing. Yeah, they must be killing yeah. it, yeah. Which, Which is cool. I mean, good. Good for him, man. Yeah, I'm glad that he's happier if he's happier doing that. Because he seemed like he wasn't happy there for a little while. Yeah. Must be tough having a few billion. Fucking <laughs> 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 real problems. Um, I think I'm going to give it to Sally. Can you tell me who it was again who had the uh, LaVisca Chanel Gardner Minshew question? I think oh, that's that was, that was Big King Mike. Mike. Big Mike? All right, yeah. Big Mike, you're a big fella. I know you bought a lot of shirts from us in the past. I got to make sure I have your size. If I don't, we'll hook you up with something else. Um, I think he's a a two X. I got to make sure. Um, I got to make sure I got his size. But I'll, I'll DM you, Big Mike. 
Um, solid question. Thank you everyone for the questions. I may, I may actually, uh, I was thinking about fellas. <clears throat> I've got a few of these shirts left. I'll get, you know, I think I saved some for the, for the crew, but, uh, I may, I may have to, uh, send one out to every member of the bold take hall of fame as well. So there's some incentive folks. You get in the bold take hall of fame, you start getting some free merch as well. I mean, it costs you nothing but a couple clicks and some fire tweets. That's being, it. Being That's clever. That's it. So, uh, uh, Jimbo, Dell, uh, am I missing anybody else? I mean, I know made by Tim is, is in there, but he, he can he made the shirt. He can probably have one. Um, yeah, he has like an honorary degree. Yeah. Honorary bold take hall of famer. Yep. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in their DMS. Um, I think that's it boys. Oh, nubs. Nubs is a hall of famer. All right. Uh, I can hook nubs up to nubs. Don't tell me nubs. All right. Um, I think all that's left to say fellas is that I love you, JB. Love, love you, JB. JB. show i don't even know what we're talking about i haven't looked at anything i've barely been on twitter um i rather would just talk have a podcast just talking with my boys here than talking about jaguar football but if we have to um sounds good to me <laughs> we should like one of these weeks we should just do a podcast where we don't talk about football at all it could be, this, it could, it could be this week i mean what do you want to the response <laughs> what do you want to talk about <laughs> i don't know just whatever <laughs> parenting how about I got one? All right. How about how about last night? 
So we've never been those people who let our kids sleep in the bed. The biggest Dillard one day when you Fuck accidentally no. Dillard, one day when you accidentally knock a chick up. Um, just kidding. I don't want to put those vibes on you. Um, <laughs> but one day when you when when you're a padre, you, that's my biggest advice I can give to people. Like when I talk to my brother or my brother-in-law or anybody else I know that has had kids. Cause you know, Melissa and I had Jackson way earlier than most of our other friends had kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always been like, look, don't be those people that let your kids sleep in the bed. Like it's easy at a certain point when they're little, cause they want to climb in bed with you and it's easier to get them to go back to sleep and so on and so forth. But once you get them in the bed, it's so fucking hard to get them out. And that bed needs to be where mom and dad do the fucking, you know, like that's where the bed, that's where that bed is for the fucking and the sleeping. It's, um, and it's one of those things and I've learned this with a lot of different things in parenting too, is the earlier you do it, the easier it is. Like you got to put that, put that fucking line in the sand, do it early. There it will. There, yeah, there is no early or later. If you don't do it early in the beginning, then you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah. So everything they're like, they're like, Oh, when are you supposed to do this? Like, all right, I'm doing this six months before when they even tell me to start fucking doing it. Bro, bro, let me tell you, I found out last week, Melissa was telling me there's a kid that plays ball out at the park. He's a little older than Jackson. I'm not going to say names because that's, that's not right. But, and, and this is, this, to top it off, this kid is huge. He's like 5'9", you know, and <laughs> 211 pounds. And his mom to this day has to lay down in the bed with him in his room for him to go to sleep. Oh God. Right. Like 11 years old, this kid, bro, you can't be having that shit. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and look, I get at a certain point, like, okay, it is what it is. It's your kid. You love him. I mean, you you made that mistake in the beginning, but if you make it in the beginning, it's hell trying to get out of it. So that's my biggest bit of advice for anybody out there. Shout out to the homie JB. You know, I love you. Um, Pedro, all you new dads out there, right. As the, the little nuggets, as they get a little older, if your wife or your, you know, your baby mama or whomever, if they want to start saying, oh, you know what, I like them in the bed with me. Because a lot of the moms, sometimes they like them. No, no, no. You got to lay those boundaries. Okay. And the sooner, so, the better. Now, I would say the one negative to this, okay, the one negative to this is there will be those moments where you got like a sick kid as the kid gets older, right? You know, four or five, even six, seven, eight years old, kids not feeling really well, or kid gets up in the middle of the night, is scared of something. There'll be those moments where you give it, but it, it, right. you can't do it early and you can't ever do it often. Something has to be out of the ordinary for you to give into exactly. that. That's exactly how we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Good, good, good to hear it. Glad to hear that. That's, that's positive. Tony's, Tony's a great bed sleeper. Julian's already a great sleeping in his own room. All, all's wrapped up. Good. Big Jules, big town. Yeah. Big, big Dilly sleeps in his bed. Good. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, the pod is strong on this, but so last night, so here's my story. Last night, Callie comes in the room and I like, I don't know these days. I, I, I'm not a light sleeper. Like Melissa's a very light sleeper. When I'm out, I tend to be out. Mm-hmm. And so I, it, it, she came in and woke us up, like even woke me up and she had to go to the bathroom and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay. You know, and then it was like, couldn't get her to go back to sleep. So finally it's like, all right, just hop in the bed. Like, here we go. And the, here's the thing with Callie. She is, she's wiry, you know, she's really tall, long, and she's only five, but she's pretty tall for her age. 
limbs everywhere, bro. She's all limbs. Her legs are long as can be. She's freaking flailing around in the bed all night long. I mean, three times I get whacked in the head with an arm. Like, I'm in a full-on sleep. I go back to sleep, I get whacked in the fucking head with an arm. Next thing I know, she's, like, rolling over right on top of me. I got to put the big, like, the big, you know, the big pillows that are for show, you know, like the (laughs) – I got to put one of them bad boys as a fucking barrier between me and her. And I still slept like shit last night. Callie is built like, you know, in Street Fighter, the guy who, the Indian guy who has the really long arms. Yeah. He's built like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I just told Melissa, I'm like, man, we might need to get her like into a sleep study or something. Cause, cause old girl, she tosses and turns and, and uh, yeah, I felt like I was getting, I mean, you're get woken up in the middle of the night. Like, cause you got whacked in the face with an arm and you're like, when I, like I got up, I thought I was in a bath. Bro, I thought I was in a bathroom in Nashville. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Scrapping in the bathroom. <laughs> no. So that's, uh, so I'm, I mean, needless to say, I'm running on fumes here. Cause we went from uh, little cap had flag football practice straight to baseball practice after school. So Busy um, boy. Yeah, I'm I'm running on fumes, but that's that's the that's the little tidbit for the for the family out there. Do not allow your children. And please, please, if Sally puts this at the end of the episode, and if you listen to this, please do not enter my mentions trying to tell me about uh, trying to argue this point. You oh are, God, I, I mean, there are just a, I do not want to hear people in my mentions that have their kids sleeping with them. Period. No, no. That, that goes for any subject they might be talking about too. Like no. If your kids sleep with you, your opinion is null and void here. That's it. 